Welcome to the Heartbreak to Happiness Show with Sarah Davison. If you're struggling with a breakup and you feel shocked, angry, betrayed, devastated, or sad and alone, then this podcast is for you. Best-selling author and award-winning host, Sarah Davison, shares how you too can get on with your life to heal, grow, and move from heartbreak to happiness. Here's your host, Sarah Davison. Welcome back to the show. And today, my guest is Bafna Radia. Bafna helps women to get divorced in a unique way, which brings support, knowledge, and community without the huge legal fees usually associated with divorce. Bafna has taken her 15 years as a divorce lawyer and her own experience of marriage breakup to support you through the legal process in a holistic way which includes support from her and her team of experts for emotional help and financial advice. So I am super excited to welcome Bhavna Radia to the show. Welcome, Bhavna. Hi there, Sarah. How are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for joining us. I am excited about this because I know that you've turned your pain into power and you've gone through a tough breakup yourself, which is why you do the work you do. So. For my listeners, please, Pablo, would you share your story with us? So, Sarah, as you know, I am a former divorce lawyer. This is what I did. You know, came out of, well, I was 11 when I decided that's what I was going to do with my life. I watched LA Law and I wanted to be that person that, you know, sat in a big office and um, felt like I had a position of power. So I decided this is what I was going to do with my life. Went through the process, qualified and decided on family law because I really wanted to help people when they were going through such a hard time. And that felt like the right fit for me. So happily going along my life, working as a family lawyer. And, you know, don't get me wrong, there was things that I didn't like about being in practice as a family lawyer. But overall, I loved the work that I did. And I got married, had three children, I was still practicing. And then one day I found that I was facing the same thing as my client and realized I was going through a divorce. It was incredibly painful, as all of your listeners will understand. And this situation that I went through made me realize that the work that I was doing was not enough. I needed to help a lot more. Sitting behind a big desk, giving clinical legal advice suddenly didn't feel right anymore. And it pushed me to really think about what I wanted to bring to people. And so I left practice and I set up my own business. And now I help people and support people going through a divorce in a really different way. It's all about my clients being in control, but understanding the steps they need to take to manage their divorce themselves. So before we come on to talk a bit about exactly how you help your clients now, tell us a little bit, because I'm interested here. You were a a family lawyer for a a long time. What were the biggest challenges you saw for your clients then going through a divorce? And what specifically did you realise when it was you going through the divorce? When I was working with clients, I knew that there was always a story. There was always something more that you weren't hearing. This is a family. I mean, you're hearing one side of it, but there's a family there. And I always felt that if I could get to the bottom of the story, I could help them better. But being a lawyer, you kind of have to put that that space between you and your clients. And you are there only looking at that one person. 
and you find out what they need, you give them advice, and you start the process off for them. But I felt like I could do more because by connecting with them in a different way and actually spending time with people, you realize what they actually need, not just a legal process. So I, I really felt that as a lawyer, I was limited in what I could do. I wanted to sit next to them and really you know, be a support and be a guide for them. And the other thing that I realized was that, unfortunately, lawyers bring a lot of hostility. You know, there are some wonderful lawyers out there and they really understand that this is a family in pain. But equally, I saw the hostility that aggressive lawyers would bring to this broken family already. And it just caused more pain. And for me, I didn't want to, I couldn't feel aligned with that. I needed to sleep at night and I just, I didn't want to be involved in that. And being that person that just bumped up my client's legal costs just because my firm wanted to earn a living. So I really struggled with that aspect of family law, charging on an hourly basis, always making sure that, you know, I'm earning enough for my firm meant that sometimes that, you know, you're encouraged to increase the hours that you're working with a client. I felt like there was more that we could do rather than working in that way. And so when I went through my divorce, I realized that I had knowledge of the legal process, but I was still a complete mess. I was still devastated. And my ex-husband was looking for a way to get this sorted out. I was happy to deal with the legal aspects, but obviously he needed support, which I understand from his point of view, but we didn't want it to be hostile. And I didn't feel that going to a lawyer would help him. I also felt that Just getting that legal advice and then being left in your own devastation wasn't going to help. I needed more. I needed to bring more to my clients. I think it's the pain and the vulnerability you feel at that stage that isn't covered by family law um, lawyers at the moment. Yeah, it's very true. And I mean, I know that the no-fault divorce is is coming up pretty soon, actually. Can you tell us a little bit about that and whether you think that's actually going to make a difference to the divorce process? Yeah, so the no-fault divorce reforms that are coming in in April, hopefully, that's going to bring a really different way of getting divorced. Now, couples can actually file a joint statement to get divorced. It isn't one person saying the other person's to blame or one person saying the other person committed adultery. And so I think it will make a big difference. It's When you start it off differently, I think the process can go very differently. When I work with people, I'm always saying you don't need to put down in your divorce application everything that happened because you're going to upset that other person. And then when you start your divorce with the other person already upset, sometimes the process gets harder. Um, Clients don't always like that. They want to put everything in their divorce application. And sometimes the process gets longer because of that. So I think this is going to be a really big change. You know, I think it's going to be very valuable for not pouring more fuel on the fire, I guess. And I also think that it may be if you're both going in with the same outcome, as long as it's a healthy relationship. I think we have to caveat that because otherwise, you know, if it's a toxic relationship or there's been abuse, then obviously, obviously the same rules never apply with those kind of divorces as as amicable divorces. And even when there's 
you know, a bit of conflict over who gets what. You know, if you are not trying to annihilate each other or one party is not, then hopefully this is a way that will reduce costs because you're working together to a fair outcome, even though you may have different starting points, but you're both looking for a fair outcome. So do you agree? I mean, I'm hoping that's going to, to limit the amount of aggression from the lawyers, you know, if they were that way inclined. I think it will definitely start things off the right way um, because you can work together through your divorce. But then there's still the aspect of finances and there's still the aspect of uh, children matters and the aggression can still come there. But the hope is that by starting things the right way, we can reduce conflict in a process. But you're absolutely right. For people that have been through divorce, uh, through abuse, they, the situation is very different for them because it may not be possible to work together in any way. And generally, if there has been abuse, it's so difficult, isn't it, to work together to get to that fair outcome yourself. Absolutely. There is no fair outcome on the table, which is the challenge. Even if you want one and even if you want it to be amicable, that is obviously the, the challenge. So, I mean, thank you for sharing your story there about your breakup. What was the hardest part for you, Babna, now being on the other side of the table? It's quite interesting to find out, you know, what, what was it for you that was particularly difficult? Are you struggling to cope with your breakup or divorce? Are you feeling devastated, heartbroken, sad and anxious? If so, please know that you are not alone and there is help available. Sarah Davison, best known as the Divorce Coach, and her team of accredited coaches are here to offer you the support and guidance you need to navigate all areas of your breakup, take back your control, and start feeling happy again. Sarah will show you how to dial down those controlling negative emotions, unhook from your ex, get back in the driving seat of your life and design a future you are excited to live. Sarah has a range of solutions to support any breakup, including free guides, one-to-one -one coaching, her Heartbreak to Happiness virtual retreats, live retreats, and you can even train to be a breakup and divorce coach with Sarah too. Visit www.saradavison.com today and start to feel happy again. What was it for you that was particularly difficult? I think it was the emotions. I mean, obviously, I didn't have the confusion around a legal process. So that bit was easier for me. But I was shocked at how it affected me mentally. And that was my biggest realisation. After years of giving legal advice, I, I'm looking at this person and I understand they're going through a hard time. I had a lot of empathy for my clients, but I don't think anybody quite realises how tough you feel, how difficult this is for you. The darkness that you feel, the pain that you go through, nobody really understands this until you have been through it. And I think that that was such a big realisation for me that I had to bring something else to clients because I think that working on your emotions really can put you in a, a better place to manage your divorce, to deal with the difficulties around divorce. So that is something that I'm a big advocate of, is really work on yourself, work on your emotions. It doesn't have to cost lots of money. I know that it is a difficult time, but really, you know, improving yourself, improving your mindset, um, managing your anxiety around it can make such a big difference. And that was a learning for me when I was going through it. 
I um, I started to meditate, which is something that I encourage my clients to do. I was journaling a lot, even though I didn't call it journaling. I was just pouring my heart out on paper, trying to make sense of what I was feeling. And I started reading quite a bit. So really reading about divorce, but also reading mindset books, anything that could help me um, keep myself positive. I found gratitude an amazing thing. I started off and I couldn't find anything to be grateful for. I just couldn't find it. I always did this in the morning. So I'd be sat in bed and I'd look out and I think, what am I grateful for today? Oh, I don't think there is anything. Oh, the sun's out today. So maybe that's a good thing. At least I woke up this morning and I'm feeling healthy. So that's a good thing. And I just sort of held on to these small things that started making me feel more and more positive. I started exercising a lot. I was running um, as much as I could. And I just felt that freedom, the, the sun on your face, the air, just anything like that made me feel so good. So, you know, really working on myself and managing how I was feeling was a big thing for me around that time. But I must say, I, I had to get professional help as well. And it's absolutely fine to do that. You know, sometimes you do need to reach out to somebody who can help you manage your emotions as much as you think you can do it all yourself. Sometimes you have to step forward and say, I'm not coping. This is too much darkness for me to deal with. I need to get more help. I mean, those suggestions that you gave there are really valuable. So thank you for sharing what worked for you. I know that gratitude can be as well something that takes a little bit of, of time to sort of get down because you know, quite often you're like, everything's terrible, everything's awful. But actually, like you say, it's just finding just something even small, you know, something that maybe you take for granted a lot of the time and focusing on that will then start to shift your focus, which is really the, the scientific way that that helps you to, to move on. You're focusing on on more positive things. So, yeah, really important. And I do agree with you. Exercise is, you know, for me, that was my meditation. I started swimming. And I go to just get in the swimming lane and just go up and down and up and down for 40 minutes. And there was just something about the routine and the rhythm and just the escapism, no phones, no pinging on your phone, no emails coming in from the lawyers because you couldn't get them anyway. It was just that escapism almost that kind of became my form of meditation. Um, so these little things really do make a big, big difference. So tell us then, so now you've set up a very different company. You were formerly a family lawyer. So explain a little bit about what you do now and, and the service that you offer your clients with your experience, Fabna. So now I guess I call myself a divorce consultant and I support and guide. And I think that's the important thing. I don't give legal advice because obviously I'm not practicing as a lawyer now. I support and guide my clients to manage the divorce process themselves. So every step of the way, I show them what they need to do. I then am there as a support to make sure it's done correctly, to make sure that I'm there to answer any questions and take them step by step through the process, through the actual ending of the marriage, how to manage your finances and reach a settlement, but also how to agree arrangements for children and finalize the process as well. So it's all encompassing around the legal process, but me there as a guide along the way. I know you're not practicing as a lawyer anymore, but it is around the legal side that you focus, isn't it? So it's it's all the things that you know you need to do when you need to do it. So I guess it's a much more cost-effective way of going through that legal process. If you can't afford a lawyer, 
is that where you might fit into the to that process Yes. And this is actually one of the reasons why I set it up this way, because so many people can't afford £50,000, £100,000, even the average divorce fee, which is £15,000. They can't afford that. And they need another way to get this resolved. So what I will be doing is taking them through that process. So they do the work, but they're not scared because they know they've always got someone to ask, someone to look over things. Um, and someone to tell them what they need to do. But I also have a lot of clients that actually just don't want to spend the money on lawyers. They don't feel that they should spend that much money. They want to be in control. They don't want someone to take that away from them. And I think that's a really important part of what I do is empowering people to be in control. You know, sometimes you come across people that have lost control during their marriage. And it's really important that we give that back to them. You know, they can manage their finances with with a bit of help. They are in control of the money. They know what they're spending. They know what's coming in. They're planning for the future. And I think giving control back to people is really important at this stage. So there's lots of people that I work with that can afford to work with lawyers, but they just don't want to. They want to do this themselves and they want to keep it amicable and possibly not be worried about the costs spiraling because I do it on a fixed fee. Oh, those words, fixed fee, uh, music to my ears. I just love it. So, I mean, this is group work as well, isn't it? So not only are you getting your help and support, you're actually probably meeting some other people, maybe forming friendships with other people as you go through this pretty awful process. So tell us a little bit about how the process actually works. So the way that this works, it is a group program. And again, that's a really big part of um, the reason I put it together like this. When we have group calls, they are live calls, but everyone can keep their, they can keep their videos off. They can change their name. So only I know who they are. So we maintain everyone's confidentiality in that way. What, what I found is that people are willing to share. They're talking about the difficulties they're having. They're talking about you know, the things that are happening with their ex, where they might be stuck in the legal process. But actually, that's helping somebody else on the call that maybe isn't open to asking questions, maybe is still living with their husband or wife and can't actually speak, but they're listening, they're taking it in. And what we also find is that when one person is going through a hard time, everybody is there to share the tips, tricks, the things that have helped them, or even just to say, you know, I hear you. I hear that you're going through a hard time. I've been through it like that as well. So you're building this community for that person. And um, even after they finish working with me, that community continues. So, you know, the, the people that I've worked with, they carry on meeting. They carry on having coffees. They invite me along to their coffee mornings and they are there for each other which is something you wouldn't get otherwise. They've got their little tribe that keeps them going. So there's been a lot of friendships and a lot of support that's come from it, which is absolutely brilliant. I love it. I love seeing that. Yeah, that's something that I really love about the community. And when people are, you know, running my retreats, you know, friendships are formed for life. Even though you walk in and it's a group of total strangers, it's amazing the, you know, sharing 
so much personal information that probably your friends and family are sick to death of hearing by now and then suddenly you've got a whole new group of people who get it you know and also you know with me we're learning the emotional side which is obviously slightly different to the legal side that you're doing but you know they can then support each other on that too and right no you need to do this remember remember what Sarah said use this tool and use this tool so they can really support each other and I the friendships from those groups when you go through a tough time it's um it's amazing really and it's really a boost that people don't really imagine they're going to get when they sign up for probably your work or mine so it's uh, it's that is quite a lovely upside to it all okay so where can people find you they want to find out more about your work and how they can join you i'm always on socials they can find me on instagram my handle is bavna.radia and on facebook Divorce Right Online, and I do have a free Facebook community as well in the Divorce Lounge. So it's a really supportive, inclusive community. Come and uh, hang out with us there, and um, yeah, I'm happy to to help. Brilliant. Well, thank you so much for joining us. I have one last question that I ask all my guests, so I want to ask you. My podcast, as you know, is called Heartbreak and Happiness. I think it's really important to know what happiness is for you. So even when you are struggling with all the legal work, you can dip in and out or at least recognize it when it comes along. So what is happiness for you, Bhavna? For me, happiness is hanging out with my three girls, um, having the freedom to work when I want, how I want, but also having the freedom to live my life in the way that I want to. And that's really come from transitioning through from my divorce to now and understanding that actually um, I don't have to answer to anyone I don't I'm not controlled by anyone and just being around the children with that freedom really makes me feel that happiness that I think we're all looking for absolutely perfect well thank you so much thank you for sharing so much really useful information and your story and for being a fabulous guest Thank you so much. Nice speaking to you. That's it for today's episode. Do head over to bavna.radia on Instagram to find out more about what Bavna is up to. And I look forward to you joining me on my next episode. That's it for today's episode of Heartbreak to Happiness. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review to win a free ticket to one of Sara's virtual retreats. The retreats are a transformative combination of live webinars with Sara herself, coupled with empowering online video programs designed to help you cope better with your breakup and start feeling happy again. For more details, head on over to heartbreaktohappinesspodcast.com where you can also get a copy of Sara's free gift. Thank you and join us again on the next episode for another dose of Heartbreak to Happiness.